Hey everybody, Jeremy, Good Gravy Sports and the Good Gravy Sports Podcast, and welcome to episode four of the Good Gravy Sports Podcast. And this podcast has been one that uh, has been a long time trying to get uploaded or downloaded or recorded or whatever you want to call it. I actually recorded it, I don't know how many times, and I keep um, deleting it. I either don't like how it turns out or I said something in there I didn't like or I just didn't think it was good enough and so I would just scrap it and start over. Not to mention I was also doing a kinesiology class and that thing needed my full undivided attention because I have a hard enough time with the English language and everything in kinesiology is in Latin. And so... I needed uh, uh, to focus on that, and now that that's done, I can, and and not to mention, baseball's finally starting, obviously, professional baseball. I know there's been, uh, uh, the the youth sports has been playing travel ball uh, for, you know, several weeks now, and, uh, but Major League Baseball started up on Thursday night. Uh, they started with a couple games. And then Friday, the rest of the Major League Baseball season took off. And, I, you know, here's the thing, and, and I want to start with, with this. If you get invited or you get asked to throw out the ceremonial first pitch, and you know in your heart of hearts that you have zero athletic ability and you have no chance of throwing that, getting the ball to home plate, getting even in the vicinity of the catcher, whether you throw it from the, the rubber or you throw it from the edge of the grass or wherever you decide you're going to throw that thing from, wherever they tell you, if you cannot get that thing to home plate and you can't get you can't get within 10 feet of the catcher when you are throwing out the first pitch don't say you'll do it don't volunteer or don't say yeah I agree to go throw out the first pitch at the Washington Nationals ball game uh, I just Dr. Fauci Yes, brilliant mind. I mean, some people would argue, you know, obviously he's an extremely intelligent guy. Some said he was a a basketball player. There's no way. There's no way this dude ever played sports. He might have played. He was the end guard and tackle. Sat on the end of the bench, guard the water bottle, and tackled anybody tried to get it. There's no way this guy was able to play sports or basketball because he would have to throw a football pass or a baseball pass in basketball at some point. And with the arm that he displayed on Thursday night, there's no way on God's green earth that he's ever played sports. So why would you why would you say yes? I will throw out the first pitch 
at a Major League Baseball game where all the eyes are on you. There's no people in the stands, so there was nobody to boo him. And so it it is just, just mind-numbing why he would trot his little self out there with his uh, uh, mask. Well, he actually had his mask on uh, there. And so, I mean, it, when I look at it, you look back on the, on you know, I, I just, I had to start out with this because you look back on it and you're like, okay, who's the worst ones of all time? Who's the worst um, worst ceremonial first pitches? And, you know, you think of... Um, Baba Bowie, uh, Miss uh, Gary Delabonte from the Howard Stern show, he his was terrible. The mayor of Cincinnati threw out the first pitch one time. His was terrible. Um, you know, Miss Texas in 2016, she she came out in high heels and 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 hers was terrible. Carl Lewis, he his was was terrible, almost as bad as his national anthem singing. Fifty Cent, his was, I mean, and he even practiced. So, I think the number one, if you look at some of the USA Today did a uh, story a year a while back on yeah, usatoday.com it's like ftw.usatoday.com the worst uh, ceremonial first pitches and the mayor of Cincinnati was number one so um, but why would you do it I mean I just don't understand why you would uh, would put yourself through that, knowing that you can't throw it out, throw out the first pitch. Now, you know, I get it. If the if 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 there is a something that keeps you from throwing the first pitch, but when I say something, it, it is not lack of athletic ability. It's something else. So, you know, that's 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 my public service announcement for the week. And so, as we move on to <sighs> the weekend of Major League Baseball. Unfortunately, you know, it was... I'm a Reds fan, and my Reds started off like I was hoping they would. I mean, you can't go undefeated unless you win the first one, and they did, 7-1. to one. But then the next two games, uh, the bullpen blew two two phenomenal pitching performances by Castilla and uh, Trevor Bauer. Castilla struck out 11. Bauer struck out 13. Um, Bauer didn't have much offensive support. Castilla had a 3-1 lead going into the seventh, and the bullpen couldn't hold it. Iglesias, uh, true to last year's form, couldn't hold uh, uh, the tie uh, and so 
the Reds lose six to four in the opener or in the second game. The third game, uh, Bauer pitches a gym, and Lats Lorenzen comes in, and as bad as his shoes are, his performance was as bad as his shoes. He tosses up a home run again two days in a row, and so they, you know, and it makes you wonder about the managerial decisions that are made throughout a ball game in the Cincinnati organization. I sometimes I wonder if if he's if David Bell is just going off of straight analytics in the dugout and if that's the case then let's just get rid of him and have a computer sitting in the corner and we'll just whatever the computer says that what's that's what we're going to do instead of using common sense and the feel of the ball game so that's that's my two cents on that um you know the reds should be three and oh or very well be should be two and one at least and they are off to a one and two start with the cubs uh tonight uh, and so uh, they wasted two good pitching performances. The Reds actually set a record for the most strikeouts in the first three games of the year by a by three starting pitchers or by three pitcher by uh, a a um, organization. Now, with that being said, uh, obviously when you start out a season, pitchers are n- normally ahead of hitters. Uh, because hitters are still trying to get into the swing of things, no pun intended. They're still trying to get their timing down. You know, it's one thing to take BP. It's another thing to get in there with live pitching. And uh, so, but I was listening to the broadcast yesterday, and they were saying that these games this weekend was averaging, between the two teams, was averaging 18 strikeouts. That's that's crazy. Uh, so, and the Reds were blowing that out of water. They were they were almost getting that by themselves. Uh, so the offense was less than desirable for most folks. And, uh, you know, so we shall see how that goes moving forward. But one of the things that we are going to address this morning, and that's uh, the COVID-19 and how it's, how it's affecting baseball already. We are – you know, Thursday was opening night, and between Thursday and yesterday, it would came out that four Marlins had tested positive for COVID nineteen, and so they actually won the game yesterday. But three three position players and a pitcher tested positive for COVID nineteen, and then you look at my beloved Cincinnati Reds and. Uh, the DH hitter from the opening night, Davidson, had tested positive for COVID-19, so he was, you know, obviously not at the game. And I had been talking to my dad uh, that Saturday morning, and I said, you know, I watched that ball game last night, and the Reds wasn't really practicing social distancing, and they really wasn't, uh, you know, the dugout was about like a normal dugout. I mean, yeah, they had face masks on, but everything else was pretty normal. So, I was kind of like, if somebody gets to COVID, uh, that's gonna that's gonna 
be kind of scary for the Reds because they really were high-fiving and all that stuff. And lo and behold, Davison comes out, and he's got the Rona. And then yesterday morning, you wake up to the news that Moustakas wasn't feeling well, so he was scratched from the lineup. Uh, and now he's on the uh, IR or the IL, whatever they call that. And uh, I don't know, they haven't, they've been kind of tight-lipped about his his COVID test or if he'd been tested. And then right before the game, Nick Senzel, who we are used to being on the disabled list, um, was scratched from the lineup because he wasn't feeling well. So that's um, a big blow to the Reds. And so that's the Marlins with four, the Reds with at least one, possibly three. And it's only going to – look, here's the deal. This stuff is not going to go away. I mean, this thing isn't just going to miraculously go away. And so it's going to, you're going to have to start dealing with it like the flu or like pneumonia. And people are like, oh, my God, it's way worse. And it might be way worse. But, you know, eventually we're going to have to start moving on and living. And and it's just going to be part of it. And how bad is it going to be when football starts? Because these guys are tackling each other. They're sweating on each other. They're bleeding on each other. They're, they're – uh, you know, breathing on each other when they're getting down in the in the stance, and and so I don't know how you're going to keep football from not getting uh, that stuff, and 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 then college football, you know, they're like, you know, well, we're the Ivy League's not playing, the Patriot League's not having a having a, a season, and uh, the Big Ten is only playing Big Ten teams, and the uh, you know, other conferences is looking at, okay, how are we going to do this? And, and the only thing that makes me laugh is Notre Dame don't have a conference and they may be on the outside looking in with nobody to play. And that would be kind of funny because that would not, that would tickle me, tickle my fancy if they did that. And so, you know, but if there's no students going to college, there's no way you can effectively have a college football season i don't think you can i don't know how you can justify having a season with no even though you won't have a uh a academic calendar year like students actually going to class uh now here's some i was listening to the radio the other day and they were talking they said well why have a season it's all about money. Why have it? And, and yes, it is about money. There's a huge part about money because, you know, obviously in some of these towns and some of these cities and, and when college football comes to town, that's where all the money in the city's made. That's where all the money in the school is made. That's where how you pay half your faculty probably. I mean, I know tuition is through the roof. So... But, you know, that's how you pay a lot of this stuff is with and how the other sports function is by the, the money that football makes. With that all being said, here's something that, that I think we need to make sure that we realize. If you look back through history and you go back, and I know history is something that we have failed to keep up with in the recent years, and it's something that, um, I think it's obvious that we have not put an emphasis on history because 
we are destined to repeat it if we don't understand it is whether you go back to the world wars or the great depression things were used to get your mind off the daily dose of devastation and one of those things was sports sports plays a vital part in getting your mind off of reality for a little bit and that's an important thing to remember because we can't sit and watch the daily dose of devastation every day all day and think that it's not going to affect our psyche at some point it's not going to affect our our mental um uh, or how we function and so that's why you know people like you know you got sports stations like ESPN that that they feel that they should report stuff besides sports and the problem with that is and I get it you you want to make sure that that you're on the forefront and and you're supportive of whatever's going on and all that I get it but you're you're doing I think a disservice at some point because people want to tune in and just hear about sports. They don't want to hear about the daily dose of devastation. If they want to hear the daily dose of devastation, they can tune into Fox, CNN, MSNBC, Google, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, whatever you, that stuff is everywhere. But if you just want to hear for, for 10 minutes, you just want to hear about sports. And people's accomplishments and people's, uh, the things that people do to, that is to be celebrated. And, and I don't want to hear, well, there's, there's things on the other plate that needs to be celebrated too. Yeah, I'm, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about sports, inside the sports realm. And I'm going to give you an example and what, why I say this. I'm going to give you two examples. First example. I was a recruiter. Both of them were bound recruiting duty because recruiting duty was terrible in in a sense of stress. From 05 to 08, I was a Marine Corps recruiter. And that job was extremely stressful. And, you know, you had to make mission. You, I was not a good recruiter at the beginning. Uh, I was a terrible recruiter at the beginning. And so I was very stressed out my it took effect on your family. It took effect on everything, your marriage, your, your, how you were as a father, how you were as a, as a husband. And the one thing that I used to relieve stress was to listen to the Cincinnati Reds on 700 WLW, uh, the voice of Marty Brenneman. And that period of time, whether it be 5 minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 40 minutes, was able to have my mind reset, refocus, relax. And then I was able to go back to the task at hand with a clearer mind and was able to function better because I wasn't, for that period of time, my mind was able to not focus on the daily devastation and it was able to go, you know, relax. And then when I went back to the job at hand or the task at hand or the stress at hand, I was able to make better decisions. I was able to focus more because my mind was able to kind of reset. 
It was almost like your computer or your iPhone, when you turn it off, let it let it sit for a few minutes, turn it back on to fix whatever bug it had. That's what that did. That's what sports did. And it was just listen to Marty. Yeah, you know, I would listen to Marty sometimes, and it would bring you back to your childhood of when you were playing, you know, wiffle ball in the yard uh, with your family or whatever. And so, but that's why sports is so important. And here's another, here's another, and it was about recruiting. And we don't realize what we sometimes, and I was, I was going, I remember I told you I was not a very good recruiter at the beginning. I was pretty bad actually. And I was going to zero and one training, we called it, and uh, down in Charleston. You know, once a month, if you weren't a good recruiter, you had to drive from, uh, for us, it was Columbus, Ohio, down to Charleston, West Virginia, sit through some training all day. And then that, and what I would do at the beginning, I would just bring the whole family and and the girls and Beth would go hang out with mom and dad. And then I would, I would go to training and then we would make a day of it. And so make a weekend of it. Hey, life gives you lemons, you make lemonade, right? And so I had went into the RS, the recruiting station, the main office there, and Beth and the girls had waited on me because I had to go in and do something, and then I came out. And when I walked out, I was smiling. And one of the girls looked at Beth and said, Look, Mom, Dad's smiling. We never see him smile anymore. And Beth had told me about it, you know, probably on the way home or the next day or, or that night or something. She had said, hey, you know, you came out smiling and the girls haven't seen you smile since you've been on recruiting duty. And one of the girls said something. And she said, what, what made you smile? And I was like, me and Massar and Isom, Chad Isom, was talking about football. And I'm a Mountaineer fan, and he was a Virginia Tech Hokie fan, and we probably had some friendly banter inside the office, and I walked out with a smile on my face. And I realized at that point, when Beth had brought that up, that there's more important things to life than than focusing on the daily dose of devastation every day. And we need to to sometimes remove ourselves from everything that's going on and it doesn't mean we don't care about what's going on it doesn't mean we don't understand what's going on or we don't empathize or or sympathize or we're not supportive or or whatever the case may be it just means that you can't sit and focus on the negative stuff and the bad things that are happening in the world and sometimes it takes something, in this case, my opinion, is sports, to bring a ray of sunshine, even though it might be partly cloudy. So this sports season is partly cloudy. Maybe it's mostly cloudy with a little bit, a few rays sprinkling in there. But at least it's something that for a, a little bit of time, get your mind off of everything in reality. And I used to teach a stress class in the Marine Corps when I was a, an instructor at, 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 in San Antonio at Lackland. And they used to say, well, what do you do to relieve stress? And I would say I listen to sports and I listen to music. 
And they're like, well, who do you listen to? And I'm like, I, you guys wouldn't believe me if I told you. And they said, well, who? Lionel Richie. I listen to some Lionel Richie. And so, but that's a side topic. But that's why when these sports announcers, these broadcasters, these these analysts on the radio are like, why do we have to have sports? Sports is very important to society because we have to take our mind off of reality for a little bit. And yes, does sports create stress? Yeah, when my team loses two out of three to the D- Detroit Tigers, yes, that creates stress. When I get frustrated at David Bell, yes, that creates stress. When Iglesias uh, can't hold a tie, yes, that creates stress. Uh, so, But it's a different kind of stress. It's a stress that I can move on with and, and, and today's a new day. So that's why sports is so important. And even though people are going to get sick, I think it's important that we still try to have these these seasons. You know, it's devastating that the high school couldn't have a seat. The high school baseball and, and couldn't have a team. Softball couldn't have couldn't have a season. Uh, basketball couldn't finish their season. So, a whole group of seniors missed out on their possibly the last time they could play sports, and it's sad. So, I say that to say this. When I started this podcast, in the beginning, I'm like, this podcast is going to be different. This podcast is going to, I want to not only reach out and, you know, the goal, yeah, I would love to to talk to, to big name famous people, but that isn't the goal of this podcast. The goal of this podcast, when I, when I envisioned it, is to, to talk to the the folks that molded these young players into the players they are today the people that volunteer their time and effort to help these young athletes where they're at and to help the young athlete and to to bring notice to the young athlete who still plays this game for the love of the game whatever game they play they play it for the love of the game and I was very frustrated with how baseball was dealing with their, and I was very critical of how baseball was dealing with the uh, trying to come back to play. I was very critical of the player. Probably should should have been at least as equally critical at, to the to the uh, to the owners. But I digress. So here's what I'm putting. Here's the goal of this is my oldest daughter right now is working on my website. I'm not smart enough to put together a website, so Kristen is putting together my website. She's very busy. She goes to school. She goes to real estate school. She works. And so now she's helping me with a website. So it is taken, you know, it's a work in progress. We do have, I do have an email that it is goodgravysports1, the number one, at gmail.com. And what I would like is if you have an athlete or you have a sports team, a travel softball team, a travel baseball team, and you have videos of some of your athletes making outstanding plays, I would I want to recognize that athlete. Send me the video. Send me a little write-up about that, that, that person, that athlete. 
and I will mention them on the on the podcast. I will let you know that I'll be mentioning them on the podcast, so all all their friends and everybody can hear hear uh, hear hear their name mentioned on a podcast. We'll put a, the video on on our social media pages. We'll put the video on our website as long as you're okay with that. Um, and so that is what the goal is. I want to bring light to the small town superstar. Now, I also want to would love to hear about these coaches that are volunteering, these umpires that are volunteering, anyone inside the, the team mom, because we all know the team mom drives the boat. And so all these things I would love to see. I would love to bring light to them to say, hey, this this guy, guy or gal is doing these great things and this is some of the plays they've been making. Now, here's the thing. There are, there are each team has players that are role players. Now, it doesn't, you don't have to bring light to the kid that makes the diving play that 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 saves the game. We also need leaders. We also need the hustler. We also need the person that puts forth the most effort. So if you have a player that is they're they're the 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 cog in the wheel that makes things go. They're the the inspiration they're the the driving force i want to know about them too i want to know who they are because there are different players on each team that makes things function and you know i was at a course one time and this one of the marines used an analogy and i wish i could remember exactly how it went but he said, what's the most important piece on a car? And you're like, well, the, the engine is the most important piece. Or the steering wheel. Or the gas pedal. Or the, the, the gas tank. Each piece is equally as important as the other pieces. Because here's the thing. How big is that lug nut? It probably how, What's a lug nut cost? A couple dollars? It's a little tiny piece that goes on your wheel. If you lose that lug nut off your car, your car just became less efficient. Your car now will not work properly because it is missing an important piece of the the overall scheme. So what I mean by that is each team Everyone is equally as important because everyone brings something to the table that helps make the team successful. So I want to know about those folks. I also want to know about, and I I use this term and don't take it the wrong way, I want to know about the lug nut on your team. I want to know about the the, the person that, that holds it together, the person that that when the chips are down you look to that person for the inspiration so we want to know about those guys too and gals not just the guy that goes up and the gal that goes up and blasts a uh, goes shopping at the gap and bust one bust a double in the in the gap and, and drives in a win and run we want to know about 
We want to bring light to everyone. So if you have somebody in mind, if you have, I want to know about your teams. If you have travel baseball teams or travel softball teams or gymnastics teams or whatever teams you got, send them to me. I mean, you can hit me up on, on Facebook too, but if you send them to the website, we can, we can get them all out there. Uh, I can filter through them, put them out where I need to. That'd probably be the best way. Good Gravy Sports 1, the number, uh, at gmail.com. Good Gravy Sports 1 at gmail.com. And keep them coming. Keep them, keep them firing in there. We do have some guests lined up for coming up for the next few weeks of uh, the podcast. Hopefully we can get everybody's schedule in line and get everything going. Uh, baseball is, is, you know, they're playing 60 games in 66 days, so they're not going to have too many off days. So baseball again tonight with the, with the major leagues. Uh, the NBA starting up soon. Uh, hockey starting up soon. Uh, uh, NFL is going to start their camps soon. And uh, it's going to get busy, but it's going to get crazy. I have a feeling. So this is episode four. This was probably probably the uh, not as much sports as I thought I was going to have. Uh, you know, I didn't even talk about the Washington football team not having a name. I did see that Alex Smith was cleared to uh, start activities in the. NFL activities, and I think, um, you know, if you haven't watched the ESPN special of Alex Smith, you should take time to watch it. It is it is a a eye opening thing to watch about his journey of being hurt, that gruesome injury, his road to recovery. You should take time to watch it. Uh, it, it's probably if you have a weak stomach, may not be something that, that you can entertain, but uh, it's worth watching. So again, folks, this is Jeremy from Good Gravy Sports and the Good Gravy Sports podcast. Please let all your friends know that that there's this amateur podcast, Hillbilly, that that talks sports, um, and uh, you know you can listen to us on all your where you work, listen to all your other normal podcasts and your everything else. But uh, good Monday morning. Uh, have a great week. Go forth and be great Americans or, or, or wherever you're listening, whatever country you're from, be, be a great uh, part of your country and be a good member to society, whatever piece of society that is. And have a good week. Again, this is Jeremy from Good Gravy Sports and the Good Gravy Sports Podcast. I will talk to you soon. See ya.